The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday season is just around the corner, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. A big chunk of gingerbread that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs, that is. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap also. And at almost five ounces, this soap should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com. But if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? He has his father's eyes. What are you talking about, guys? Eyes are normal. What have you done to him, you maniac? Satan is his father, not Guy. He came up from hell and begat a son of mortal woman. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Satan is his father, and his name is Adrian. He shall overthrow the mighty and lay waste their temples. He shall redeem the despised and wreak vengeance in the name of the burned and the tortured. Hail Adrian! Hail Hail Satan! you out of all the world, out of all the women in the whole world, he chose you. He arranged things because he wanted you to be the mother of his only living son. His power is stronger than stronger. His might shall last longer than longer. Satan! Happy Halloween! The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Of all the women in the world, he chose you. There's just nothing <laughs> funnier than hearing Ruth Gordon in that. When you just, I just think of Harold and Maude. Like, but I'm expecting Bud Court to walk in at any moment. No, really, he, honestly, he did choose you. He totally chose you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing says Halloween quite like Ruth Gordon, huh? It is Thursday, Rocktober 27, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob Seska. That is Ruth Gordon sitting right over there. Hello. <laughs> I can't, I can't I'm not try to do a Ruth Gordon impression at this hour. Of all the women in the world, he chose you. I love that. I just love it. I really, you know what, there's, there's something, I, I think I read somewhere that there's something, there's some sort of, it's not anti-Semitic, it, it, I swear to God, but there's something like, <laughs> that it was, it was purposeful that everybody in that, uh, in that apartment was like this, this classic, like old school New York Jew, <laughs> Doc, Dr. Sapistine, you gotta go see Dr. Sapistine. Hail Satan! <laughs> Oh, man. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Did I mention that? I, I don't think I did. We're also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, go to thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez. Get some free legal advice. Get yourself the best lawyer in the country. Man, Charles Bowen is working on something right now that's taking place in Savannah, Georgia. I hope to be writing about it sometime very, very soon. Talk about systemic racism. He is tackling it big time in, in Georgia right now. 
He's like Atticus Finch, that Charles Bowen. All right, you can get free legal advice at theballandlawgroup.com slash Bobby Chess. I already said that. All right, um, lots of stuff to talk about today. Hope you have a good holiday. Uh, hol- not holiday, but Halloween weekend. It is, it is no holiday. There is no Halloween holiday. You don't get a day off, even though it is kind of a festive occasion. All right, uh, don't get happy. The election is not over yet. No, it's not. Uh, and we've, I, been, we've been talking about that. Yeah. I, have you have you kind of gotten the sense, and this is just a, an anecdotal observation that I have, that uh, the Democrats are slipping into sort of a senior slump at this point. They're, they're, I, I'm telling you, nobody fucking listen. Why does nobody listen to me? <laughs> I know. This, uh, the election is now a basketball game. Yeah. It, it can come down to the last half a second. Yeah, it really can. I mean, it's, uh, it's all, it, you know, we are now in a, we are now in a period a political uh, media period where uh, a, an elected official or someone running for office can have a bad day, a bad week. Yeah. And and it can be broken down into time segments like that. So, no, do not get happy because, uh, seriously, less than two weeks is a, is an if, in, it's infinity. Yeah. And if you look at the, uh, the, the charts and the graphs on uh, 538.com, I almost lapsed into Dana Carvey's impression of Al Gore right there. I got charts and I point to my charts. Um, the, the chart here at 538 is, uh, is, you know, it's not terrible. It's looking really great. I mean, it really objectively, Hillary Clinton is walking away with this election. But, but, but don't get happy for God's sake, because what's happening here, what I'm looking at, and maybe I'm being too alarmist, but I've seen way too many elections swing wildly the other way. I mean, most recently, we saw it in the Michigan primary, where we thought for sure Hillary Clinton was going to win the Michigan primary. All the polls were showing her winning Michigan by, you know, a, a relatively decent margin. And what happens? Everyone gets happy. They end up not either not voting or they they go and they vote over on the Republican side in order to thwart Trump. They vote for Ted Cruz. What happens? Bernie Sanders wins the Michigan primary. Everyone's shocked, including us. Um, the same thing can happen here. There's all kinds of weird crap, unpredictable stuff that happens on Election Day that we we can't even know about. There's the Bradley effect. People who end up, in this case, voting for Donald Trump, even though they don't tell pollsters that they're going to vote for Donald Trump because Donald Trump is toxic and they don't yeah, want their name associated with to, it. They don't want to admit it. And that's something exactly. that... That idiots like Roger Stone and uh, uh, you know uh, Kellyanne Conway, who's not an idiot, but yeah. uh, is you know obviously working for Satan. Um, <laughs> Hell, Satan! Yeah, and Trump and Trump himself have been saying, you know, that that, that they're and I and I've heard this a lot on Facebook among Trump supporters, which is that you know what nobody's willing to admit that they they're going to vote for Trump, but once they get once it's just them in that yeah. uh, you know in that voting booth, that's what they're going to do. I don't I don't believe that. I think there are probably a few. But I, I, I genuinely think that Trump is so toxic that, yeah. you know, but on the but at the same time, you know, I think you I think you really had the, the good point, which is that barring when there is no deluge of terrible news about Donald Trump, for some very strange reason, he starts rising in the poll. Yeah. Like it has to be it has to be a con. And that's and that's the f-ed up thing. You know, he's. I get that, you know, I get that, especially with the um, uh, with the, you know, the the comments about women and the the fact that he has had such a, so many issues with women, uh, you know, uh, coming back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people said, well, look, it's proof that Donald Trump isn't Teflon. And it's true. He's not Teflon. But given enough time, 
everything will roll off his back. Oh, yeah. And I think that's true about most candidates. I yeah. think that people can get over stuff really easily now because there's such a such a, a, a daily, by the minute, bombardment of stimuli yep. that after a while, people just, they just forget. You know, put it, put it this way. I think what's most shocking about Trump is, you know, you go back and you look at those, what was it, 282 people he's insulted on Twitter since he, uh, <laughs> since he started running for office, since yeah. he started running for president. Mm -hmm. And you and you realize that there is no cumulative effect of that. No. Well, there, there is, but there isn't the kind it should be. Right. You know, the cumulative effect of everything he said and everything he's done should be that he is polling at Two percent. Yes. And remember, this is the Republican Party that they are ultimately going to be loyal to their own people and their mm -hmm. own candidates. So it's entirely possible. And we're, we're kind of seeing a little bit of it now. We're kind of seeing Republicans coming home. Republicans who have been undecided, who have been saying, you know, I don't like Trump, but, you know, I can't vote for Hillary Clinton. Gary Johnson is a stooge. I'm not going to vote for him either. My only choice then is to go with the Republican. I am a Republican, so might as well vote for the Republican. And we're seeing that more. More and more often, yeah. and I think that's I, I what really happens. I really despise that as an argument, and I've I've yeah. had I've had arguments. I've, I've had debates. You know, I've had I've had actually <laughs> had believe it or not, I've had somewhat civil back and forths with people who are, wow. are Trump supporters, who are old friends of mine, on Facebook, where I've just I've said it's this is not about left versus right. Yeah. If a John Kasich were running, I, I would you know I would at least feel you know I'd still want to vote for Hillary Clinton, but I would at least feel that if he won, the country wouldn't implode. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, that's the key thing. I mean, you, you know, it's one thing to agree with or disagree with someone on policy. It's another thing entirely when you know that person is going to be a massively destabilizing force. And that's the exactly. way it is with Donald Trump right now. I, I mean, I'm looking at the popular vote. For, for the last uh, 10 months now, at least, I've been saying that this election is going to come down to a five-point margin, at least. Uh, you know, it could be tighter than that, actually. I mean, five points or less between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And where are we right now in the popular vote? According to Nate Silver, the spread is, uh, and this is the polling average, the spread is 49 to 43. It's a six-point six point race at this point with, with narrowing, with Trump rising, Hillary Clinton holding steady, but Trump rising. All right, so that should be a point of absolute panic for democrats and and we're we're taking naps and we're going to parties <laughs> we're already we're already engaging in the schadenfreude of a, of a lost uh, trump candidacy and it's not over yet um you know i mean granted hillary clinton is still i mean if, if nate silver is correct here and, and there's no reason to distrust nate silver and his model this uh hillary clinton is going to have quite a significant margin in the electoral college but you yeah, know yeah i think so but as I'm looking at Donald Trump rising, I'm going back to what we were just talking about, which is the idea of Republicans coming home. This is, I think, the reason why, in the absence of major bombshell Trump news, the reason why his his polling tends to rise a little bit in that uh, circumstance is because of, of exactly what we were talking about, Republicans saying... I got to vote for the Republican. I, I got no choice. And and now I've got some cover a little bit because he's not uh, this major uh, meltdown news story going on uh, with <laughs> with him either ogling underage girls or grabbing women by the p 
Nazi or whatever, whatever the hell right. is going on in the news. So that's really, really discouraging. But even more discouraging than that is to see Democrats already doing their victory dances, already measuring the drapes in the Oval Office and, and getting ready for a big Hillary victory. Yeah, because and, because it's great. It's great to be excited, but none of it matters until she wins. Exactly. None of it matters until the night of the 8th. And I'm and I'm I'm not whining and I'm not you know deliberately doomsaying here. I'm just putting this out into the world, putting this energy out there that uh, no matter what the polls look like and and we we're inundated with polls 24/7. There's polls everywhere, polling averages, uh, uh models like uh, Nate, Nate Silver's uh website. You know, in the face of all of that, you still, as you said, you still got to get out and vote and you got to make this happen. Otherwise, it's pointless, you know, and I just I have zero faith in in Democrats to actually um, to to actually do the work, go down to their polling place on Election Day or vote early. It does seem as if a lot of people are voting early. And that, and that yeah. I mean, at least if exit polls are correct, that that's it's skewing Democrat, which is good. You know, I mean, it is. And again, I. I I don't say this from the perspective of someone who is a Democrat or, or from the perspective of someone who is ultra liberal or, or you know, um, I, just none of that. Mm-hmm. I say this from the perspective of somebody who doesn't want to see a fucking monster yeah. become the most powerful person on earth. And now here, here's a great example of um, Republicans coming home. Senator Jason Chaffetz from, or Chaffetz, I'm not sure which one. Brian Williams was saying Chaffetz last night. Everyone else was saying Chaffetz. That's because Brian was chafing. (laughs) And he's from Utah, of all places, where you've got this guy, Evan McMullen, who looks like he's going to win Utah, nabbing away uh, Donald Trump's two electoral votes. And guess what? Great example. Evan McMullen. Go read his platform. I may not agree with him on everything, but guess what? He is an old school um, policy conservative. Yes. And, and I will take that over, over a lunatic like Donald Trump, over white nationalism, over the alt-right any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah. And, but that's what makes the, the Jason Chaffetz reversal of his endorsement of Trump here seems so baffling. I mean, he, he tweeted this yesterday. This is the guy who during the, uh, during the access Hollywood scandal, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, he was the one who just ran away as quickly as possible. He was one of the first. In fact, we praised him on this show for being principled enough to condemn Do- Donald Trump's actions right. yeah, and to say, yeah, to say that he's, he refuses to endorse Donald Trump. But then he comes out yesterday like the spineless jellyfish he is, and he wrote here, I will not defend or endorse real Donald Trump, but I am voting for him. HRC is that bad. HRC is bad for the USA. I mean, to say that uh, you're going to vote for Donald, well, that is an endorsement. I mean, you can't say I'm not going to endorse Donald Trump and then say I'm going to vote for him. That's by definition an endorsement of Donald Trump. What we're seeing now is a Republican Party that is is, is being forced to do exactly what we've predicted they were going to do. They are being forced now to embrace Trump and embrace Trump's people. They are welcoming this cabal of crazy people into the big Republican tent. And that's yeah. yeah and, and I think I think what's most offensive for me about Chaffetz is that is that, again, if he wants to go conservative, he has somebody in his own backyard. Well, yeah, who that's is, it. Who is more honorable than Donald Trump. He could easily he could easily turn to that candidate and say, this is this is why I'm supporting him, because I don't support Hillary Clinton and I support, you know, I support conservatism. But I can't support this monster. And yet he, he just like like it's just it's it's almost like a perfect test of yeah. his uh, you know of of how 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 
strong his ethics are. Exactly. You have the perfect opportunity to bail and to go to somebody who represents what you believe in and isn't a fucking lunatic. Now, it's possible that Jason Chaffetz was looking at the polling because the latest polling shows Trump up by 15 in Utah. Even though the 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 only there's uh, one other poll from Emerson College that shows McMullen up by six, <laughs> this guy Evan yeah, McMullen. I like it though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's great as long as they're taking uh, electoral votes away from the Republican candidate. I'm completely fine with this. Sure. Uh, and and but it's it's unclear as to whether or not McMullen can actually pull it out. At and least according what, to Nate Silver. If he does, I hate to say it. I mean, this is this is that part of me that wishes for two at least somewhat stable parties in this country. Yeah, you know, full of sane people. <laughs> I am, I'm almost hoping he does pull it out because I'm hoping that that because if he's able to, that'll be a story, and it might be able to help launch him and maybe other people who think like him into the stratosphere a little bit. Oh yeah, so I mean, that, so that they'll have more of a say. So that so that you know that will be that will work toward upending conservatism as nothing but white nationalism. I think this would be the first time in general election history, at least recent history, maybe the first time since uh, George Wallace that a third-party candidate won an, a, a state, That's won good. an entire state and all of the electoral votes from that state. And and this in this case, it would be uh, one more humiliation for Donald Trump, which I, right. I really, really like the idea of that too. Sure. So uh, let's go with Evan McMullen Mentum. Uh, <laughs> Evan Fever, catch it. Uh, we'll go that way. But you know what? I mean, ultimately here, what, what Jason Chaffetz indicates is that the Republicans are going to embrace Donald Trump and his people, and it's going to harm them for many, many years. It could actually make them, at least nationally, a minority party for, for many years to come. And again, this is not set in stone. Don't get happy, for God effing sake. But the fact is that uh, by embracing Trump's people, they're just opening themselves up to be uh, caricaturized, to be painted with the Trump brush. And that's exactly what's happening. The Repub- the establishment Republicans, people like Jason Chaffetz or Paul Ryan, have an opportunity here to set themselves apart, to be the grown-ups in the party and to reject Trump and his people. But they see the writing on the wall electorally. They know they can't win um, uh, midterm elections. They can't win off-season elections at the, uh, at the state level uh, or at the local level without the Trump people. Mm-hmm. They don't have the balls to, to do what they should have done with the Tea Party eight years ago. They should have said, you know what? These people are crazy. We don't like these people. You know, and, and instead they just they, they wrap their arms around them. They, they fueled this Frankenstein monster and uh, and then they got it ended up getting screwed by it. Yeah, they took back the uh, the House and the Senate in that respect. They did fairly well by embracing the Tea Party, but they've actually ruined their long term prospects by, again, wrapping their arms around the crazy people and not rejecting them. And so. And then there's another broader aspect to this. It's not just about party unity. It's not just about the party's reputation. It's about where we are as a country. And and this goes to, to something I've been saying for quite a while now, which is that I, I think there's an opportunity for reasonable people, normals on the left, to embrace some some of the normals on the right and to work together to make sure that we lock down all of these traditions that we've been uh, dealing with in America and in American politics to create a course correction with American politics and the trajectory of the discourse. And uh, but I, you know, looking at this now, I'm seeing a Republican Party that's rejecting that idea. To, a, a Republican Party that's embracing Trump, and I don't think it's going to happen. 
So, I mean, I I wonder what the long-term repercussions are going to be. And the only thing I can think of is the Republicans become this minority party. Uh, The Democrats become the basically the default ruling party, at least nationally. I'd love to see it happen at the state and local level. But, of course, Democrats have to actually vote in order for that to happen. And Democrats don't vote. Democrats have a chance to run the country, and they don't. And they, they walk away from the chance to do that because they just don't get the vote out when it really matters. Unless the Democrats have a Pied Piper, a leader at the, the presidential level, taking them to the polling place but hand think, in hand. I think that's something that Clinton is doing. I think her yeah. get-out-the-vote machine is, is actually pretty pretty powerful. Oh, so yeah. Well, that's I mean that, that's really the case now with a presidential election. But when it comes to two years from now or even a year from now when there's going to be a, an off-year election— you know, Democrats will sit sit it out, and it's it's sad. It's sad and pathetic, and because what ends up happening is you let these crazy people win and and do their thing, and uh, just completely walk away from from state contests that could uh, really really tip the balance in a favorable way. I mean, what 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 have we seen for the last maybe three four years? Many of the big issues we've been talking about on this show, and certainly people have been debating about on social media and on the blogs are state issues. They're things that have been happening in state legislatures, uh, trap laws, anti-abortion laws, same-sex marriage rulings, things that, that really affect uh, people in a real way on a, on a social and civil rights level. That's all happening in the states, and yet we don't vote. In the, the Democrats don't vote in those elections. I'll never, 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 ever understand that. I think it's a symptomatic, I think it's symptomatic of... Uh, of younger voters in the Democratic Party, but, you know, it could be a, a multi-causal. It could be any number of things. You know what we're going to talk about? I'm, I've been dying to talk about this for about 24 hours now, which is Newt Gingrich fighting with Megyn Kelly on it Fox News. Good. You know what? I swear, I don't really, I don't <laughs> often like Megyn Kelly. Yeah. But, uh, but you know what? When she's on, she's awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really, I, I give her credit for being a thorn in the side of, uh, of these fucking, you know, idiot, you know, idiot white-haired male bozos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really want to dig into uh, Megyn Kelly and and where this all goes from here in terms of Fox News Channel, in terms of the angle that Fox News Channel is going to take on this. It's it's unclear at this point. Obviously, the realistic money is on uh, them supporting uh, uh, or embracing the Trump people, uh, but you know. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. Because you've got Megyn Kelly, you've got Shep Smith, you've got some some people who are emerging out of the Fox News Channel who uh, who seem did you, contra- did you see what Megyn Kelly's next contract is going to be? No, twenty mil a year. Oh my god, twenty that's, that's million an extraordinary a year. amount of money. Shep makes eight mil. Jesus God, I, I remember the last contract I heard about uh, with regard to Chris Matthews. It was only five million. Yeah, no, no, twenty <laughs> mil a year. Good God! All right. Let's talk about uh, Harry's razors. I love Harry's razors. I use those Harry's razors every day. Uh, my favorite thing is uh, they've just added a, a, a trimmer blade, which is fantastic. I don't shave in the shower, but if you shave in the shower, having a rubberized handle on that uh, to, to, for you to grip onto. It's a huge deal. And they haven't raised the price at all, even with these extra features. Talk about a close shave. I almost kept paying twice as much for razor blades as I do now, but now that I buy my blades at harrys.com. And to me, the shave is every bit as close and every bit as comfortable as the big-name brands lock inside the glass case of the store. Harry's blades are half the price and won't shred your face like the cheap disposables we've tried, those blue plastic ones that frankly suck. 
Perry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges include a lubricating strip, a more flexible hinge for a smoother glide, and a trimmer blade for creative faces and hard-to-get places. Harry's made these improvements, by the way, without raising the prices the way the big brands do. Just something else I love about Harry's razors. The cartridges lock into a Truman handle, which has a rubberized grip so it doesn't slip through your wet fingers, and it comes in your choice of colors. Please try the Harry Starter Kit. It's free with just $3 shipping. That's the razor, a blade cartridge, and a cover, and the shave gel, a $13 value for less than what you'd pay for just one blade from the big guys. Get on, on, get in on this great free trial. Go to harrys.com, subscribe to a blade schedule that's right for you. And for our listeners, there's a nice little extra gift. Harry's Aftershave Balm, reducing redness with aloe and cucumber and stuff to make your face feel cool and moist. But only if you support this show by using the code BANDC when you check out. To get the free trial and the free gift, go to harrys.com. That's with two R's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Chess Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Thursday show. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, okay, we're going <laughs> to... This audio with Newt Gingrich, uh, with Megyn Kelly, illustrates so many things. You know what, what, what pisses me off most about it is just, yeah. before we even get to it, just... just admire admire if you will the giant brass balls on gingrich yeah really he is a man incapable of shame incapable of recognizing his own f-ing blatant hypocrisy yep yep he yep dares to lecture anyone else about sex <laughs> no it's it's unbelievable and he's so condescending he's so smarmy with exactly. megan kelly so smarmy toward megan kelly by way who could eat him the fuck alive that's Honestly, right say what you will about her i may not agree with her most of the time she's a smart woman yeah she is a smart woman and she's a fighter i mean she's not going to take this stuff sitting down she's not going to take uh attacks like this seriously and that's what that's exactly how she comported herself in this uh interview with newt gingrich now remember newt gingrich is one of the maybe two people outside of uh, Trump's team of no-name surrogates. I mean, I guess Kellyanne Conway is pretty famous, but I mean, apart apart from those in inner circle advisors, as far as the surrogates go for Donald Trump... They're basically like the only two that have names. Yeah, it's like... The, the rest The rest are like... Uh, like you remember the, the guy who had the great... The homeless guy who had the great singing voice? He's one of them. He's Donald Trump's <laughs> new... Uh, uh, the, the that other guy, the one who rescued the people with the hatchet, yeah, the smash, smash, smash guy, that that guy, yeah, yeah, also the, another one, the kid who likes turtles, right? <laughs> the, I like turtles. Uh, Peter Billingsley, who was in a Christmas story, he's back. He's he's going to be a surrogate. Back here live at this, the waterfront guy, village right? with my friend, the zombie Jonathan. You're looking good, Jonathan. Just got an awesome face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. There you go. All right, you're See, he's good. Zombie. That's that's you know, good times that's, uh, here. That's, Don, that's Donald Trump's new uh, new surrogate. That's right. Here we have uh, Rudy Giuliani here. Boy, Rudy Giuliani, are you enjoying the festivities here? I like turtles. Giuliani's actually one step away from that. He really is. Oh Jesus, he is. He's going insane. Where you know, you've, go, a- you've got what's his name? Uh, uh, Cohen. The uh, says who? <laughs> says who? <laughs> that's Single right. Greatest interview on. 
cable news I've ever seen in my life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, um, so, I mean, as far as his surrogates go, there are just, it's Rudy Giuliani and Newt Gingrich, and they're both crazy. That That's essentially the name surrogates. It's, it's, I should revise. Rudy Giuliani, uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, the I Like Turtles kid, and Chachi from Chachi, Happy Days. That's right, Chachi. <laughs> exactly. Stephen Baldwin. Right, and the guy, the guy who played, uh, the guy who played the uh, the bald guy, the dad on Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Wrong. Right. He's uh, really big on Trump. So, of course, Newt Gingrich goes on Fox News Channel expecting to have a uh, a softball interview, a, a really really easy time of it, and Megyn Kelly is not having any of it. Here's Megyn Kelly with uh, Newt Gingrich. Then you know what happened. He had a rough first debate. He took the bait on Alicia Machado. He stayed in that trap for a week. The Access Hollywood tape came out, which was not produced by Hillary Clinton. That was Trump on camera talking about grabbing women. Look, I just heard you go through this with with, uh, Governor Pence. I get it. I know where you're coming from. But let me point out something to you. Sure. The three major networks spent 23 minutes attacking Donald Trump that night and 57 seconds on Hillary Clinton's secret speeches, you don't think this is a scale of bias worthy of Pravda and Izvestia? I mean, you want to know why Donald Trump's had a rough if time? Trump- Good Lord. What planet does he think he's on? What a <laughs> Where the, the night of the Access Hollywood thing comes, uh, and, and he's expecting all of these uh, news because, outlets because to... Because he thinks that they're equal. That's his problem. Right, right. He thinks that these that these two stories, these speeches that really were amounted to absolute absolute zero. Yeah. That well, they are that, that that's equivalent to Donald Trump basically being just I mean say, admitting that he assaults women. I mean, do you think at any time in a million years the press is going to say, "Hey, you know what? We've got this story in which we've got actual audio and video of Donald Trump saying he likes to grab women by the pussy and he can get away with it." Uh, you know, maybe we'll do we'll do just thirty seconds on that and we'll do ten minutes on Hillary's emails. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I so- just I would love to see. I mean, yeah, and you know, look. Let's face it, sex yeah. does sell. Yeah, because I would love, to, I would really love to see the guy who's like, uh, who basically, you know, no, you know what? We're we're not going to, we're not going to mention that. We're not going to talk about uh, about uh, a candidate saying that he likes to grab women by the pussy. Instead, turning now to John Podesta, and suddenly you, you just picture the entire audience, right. the whole world falling asleep simultaneously. Yeah, no one's going to do that. But as you can see, this is where it comes from, though, where the Republicans expect that to happen. They expect if there's going to be a negative story about the well, they would rather not have any negative stories reported about the Republicans. But if there's going to be a negative story about the Republicans, you got to dig up something that's negative about the Democrats, too. But that's not how the news works. You go where the news is if there is news in a particular day um that involves john podesta's emails for god's sake then then you mention it but But you don't weight that with the same gravity as as the republican nominee for president on videotape saying i i grabbed them by the but again again where are we again what did i say the other day (laughs) you know we're up to hashtag uh, podesta 19 (laughs) sorry you're around to the 19th iteration of something i will tell you i'll tell you from experience news departments don't care oh yeah they just don't care there needs to be a fucking and by the way that works in donald trump's favor too because now right now every other unless unless somebody comes forward with something that is just up uh, just shocking. Every other woman who comes forward and says, yeah, Donald Trump, you know, Donald Trump uh, touched me inappropriately. That's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Oh, totally. Unfortunately, but it oh. will. 
By the way, brief uh, correction. It's Podesta emails 20 today, which is the, oh, wow. okay. the, the second item on the trending list on Twitter. <laughs> Oops, thank God. <laughs> Jesus, God. Who cares? So let's get back to this. This is uh, Newt Gingrich protesting the idea that people were talking about uh, the GOP nominee grabbing people by the <laughs> This is not. This should not be reported. And if it is, you got to come up with something about Hillary that's of the same equivalence. This is the attitude, folks. This is a sexual predator. That is he's not a sexual predator. Okay, you that's can't your say opinion. That. I'm you not taking not a position. Defend on that it. statement. I, I'm, no, I am I'm not sick and tired of people. Like- you can easily defend that statement. Because of course you can. As Megan, he just admitted it. He yeah. admitted. He admitted that he, without without provocation, he kisses women, and you can grab him by the pussy when you're Donald Trump. That's, that's exactly right. what he. F- Set word he, for word, and he's done this on numerous occasions. It's either uh, it's either the Access Hollywood thing, or it's the various tapes on the Howard Stern show. Yeah. It's all the it's all the crap all together. It's all the yeah. crap, as Dan Badani would say. Um, so yeah, so I mean, the, this is obviously not something we should talk about. <laughs> the GOP nominee being a uh, sexual predator, being a basically a, a guy who engages in. Uh, I don't even know what you would call that. What do you call that when a guy goes into a dressing room where there are 14-year-old girls and he goes in there and talks about it on live radio? That saying you're that, a scumbag. You're a lecherous piece of Exactly, but we're not supposed to say that. We're not supposed to report that. Yeah, <laughs> when, I mean, if I had, if I had, you know, I mean, Jesus, look, my, my kid, you know, everyone knows this because I've talked about it and written about it. My kid does dancing competitions. Yeah. Grant that I haven't gone to one with her in a while since she moved to Dallas, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I've. I have I have some experience with at least that portion of it, the dancing portion of it, the kind of like dance moms thing. Yeah. And I've and I've seen what the backstage areas look like. If if a guy, if any guy decided that he was going to go backstage to something like that and my daughter was there, I would seriously I would what fucking Negan did to Glenn the other day. <laughs> that would be that would be what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pummel him just, with a baseball just bat. Beat him in the head with a baseball bat <laughs> until his head is mush. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no doubt about that. I mean, uh, I think anyone with with children, or even those of us who don't have children, can can recognize how horrendous it is. Knowing that Donald Trump is basically like one of these clowns that are turning up in the South Carolina forests or whatever the whatever the news story is. Donald Trump is, a, you know, he's a six foot three clown. He's a he's a, right. a, a sexual predator. He's a, he's a joke. He's a cartoon character, and he's notorious for his womanizing. And so what he does is he goes into these backstage areas where there are girls. I mean, I'm talking about girls half naked or if not fully naked and he's talking about going in there deliberately in order to perv out to see their naked underage bodies and he talks about this openly on the radio what are we supposed to do not take his word for it (laughs) i don't believe donald trump when he says that but i do believe him when he says he's going to make america great again what do you believe well who do you believe newt gingrich certainly doesn't know like you Using language that's inflammatory that's not true. Excuse me, Mr. Speaker. Donald, Donald, Donald you have Trump no idea this... whether it's true or not. What we know is that neither, there are at least... Neither do you. That's right, and I'm not taking a position on, on it, unlike yes, you. Yes, you are. When you use the words, you took a position. So what I, I think said it's very is unfair of you to do that, Megan. Incorrect. I think that is exactly the bias people are... Oh, it's unfair. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, so it's so sad to be these... Uh... Remember is the smart one. He's the intellectual. One <laughs> yeah, he's the wise old man. He was 
to to like maybe like a hair's width away from uh, being vice president or being Donald Trump's vice presidential nominee. He's the smart guy in the Republican Party. He's the author. <clears throat> yeah, sure. But he's also a big whiner. Whiny diaper baby. They're all whiny diaper babies. They just can't stop crying about every last uh, bad news story. I mean, you can't go you can't go around talking about ogling underage girls and expect the press to ignore it. And then when they don't ignore it and they start reporting on it to say, "Why are you being so unfair? Why oh why?" being so mean to us why are you ganging up on us Charlie Cheswick from Cuckoo's Nest I swear to God these people you know for the uh, personal responsibility party they sure do love abdicating the responsibility to anyone except themselves even when they're on tape. I think that your defensiveness on this may speak volume, sir. What I said is... She's getting. She f***ing rules. Listen to how quiet she's getting. Yeah, she's just like, really, she settles in. She knows the facts are on her side. She knows this guy's digging his own grave. But that's the thing. I mean, we have to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to finish this tape up. But also, uh, it's important to note that Donald Trump actually thought that Newt Gingrich destroyed Megyn Kelly in this debate. The, and, and all sure, of Trump's because, supporters. First of all, because he's a man. Yeah. Secondly, because he and he hates Megyn Kelly. And secondly, because she he's loud and, and you know, basically ar- trying to argue her down. Yeah. But he's not making any points other than to say you're being mean to us. And then, of course, all the people with the Pepe the Frog avatars on Twitter and deplorable in their Twitter handles are, are saying, oh, my God, did you see Newt Gingrich totally owned Megyn Kelly on Fox News? But don't forget, this is, again, this is Fox News Channel. This is how utterly screwy this election has, has become. We're going to take another break and come back with more show right after this. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping, we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez show in the podcast section on iTunes. Second half of today's show is brought to you by uh, Amazon Prime. Love Amazon Prime. Click the Amazon banner on the podcast page, bobseska.com, and sign up for a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. Get free two-day shipping, enjoy popular movies and TV episodes, plus unlimited music streaming, free unlimited photo storage, and 30-minute early access to select Amazon lightning deals. Go and do it, and thank you for supporting the show and uh, amazon.com. Okay, so back to this, uh, this Megyn Kelly tape. Um, this is where Newt Gingrich just starts to get really condescending to uh, Megyn Kelly. And, and again, by doing so, he's proving the point that millions upon millions of women are making about, and, and men for that matter, but, but mainly women, deservedly so, uh, about the way Donald Trump is with regard to women and about the way all of his supporters have been with regard to women. And they're, they're not helping themselves. They're not helping themselves by sticking Newt Gingrich out there and not at least saying, hey, you know what? People make mistakes. It was a, <laughs> they haven't even tried to trot out the youthful indiscretion excuse. Right. Even though they have occasionally said, well, it was 10 years ago. It was, uh, uh, 
Right. It's 10 years ago when he was, what? Uh, 59. 15, 59, yeah. 59 He was just a kid old. back then. Yeah, that's right. Let me make my point, and then I'll give you the floor. What right. I said is, if... Trump is a sexual yeah. predator, then it's a big story. And what we saw on that tape was Trump... Him- I mean, what do they need? I mean, for God, this pisses me off. What do they need to actually say, yes, he is a sexual predator? Trump could be standing over a dead body with a gun, yeah. and they would figure out an excuse. I mean, do they need an indictment? Do they need a conviction? Is that what they're looking for? Do they need video? Do they need the snuff film for him to, they to actually... They, they're so... They're so beholden to the party. Yeah. And they and they hate Hillary Clinton with such such the fire of a thousand suns <laughs> yes. that they cannot, they will not do what's right for the country. Jesus. The again, the party of personal responsibility. Right. They are they are morally, ethically bankrupt. Yes. I mean, remember, I mean, speaking of, of of party labels and party brands, remember they were the moral values party, the family values party? Right. <laughs> Screw that. That's gone straight to hell. And by the way, they're not going to be able to walk away from this. They're not going to be able to let this go this is the republican party that defended donald trump ogling underage girls and groping women against their consent this is something that they have embraced and they're going to continue to embrace because they have no choice and so therefore the republican party's uh, uh moral high ground their family values high ground their personal responsibility high ground out the door it's over. That yeah. is over. The Republican Party is still going to be here. They're still going to control a bunch of state legislatures. They're still going to control most likely a majority in the House of Representatives. But the fact of the matter is, as far as having any sort of core values high ground, it's not going to happen. That is that specifically is done himself saying that he likes to grab women by the genitals and kiss them against their will that's what we saw then we saw 10 women come forward after he denied actually doing it at a debate to say that was untrue he did it to me he did it to me we saw reporters we saw people who had worked with him people from apprentice and so on and so forth he denies it all which is his right we don't know what the truth is my so, point to you so, is as a media, as a media story, we don't get to say the 10 women are lying. Oh. We have to cover that story, sir. Oh, sure. Okay, so, so it's worth 23 minutes of the three networks to cover that story. And Hillary Clinton in a secret speech in Brazil to a bank that pays her 225000 saying her dream is an open border where 600 million people could come to America. That's not worth covering. So, so what we've got to do is when major news drops... What we have to do is find a news story from 10 days earlier about Hillary Clinton that we can shove into the narrative. That's right, what yeah. Newt Gingrich is demanding. Yeah, because, every, because there have to be two sides to every single story. That's right. Yeah, you have to, there has to be the equivalency. And by the way, I've been criticized. And, and, and incidentally, incidentally, if you believe that shit coming from somebody like Gingrich, then you should be able to go to, uh, you should be able to go to uh, Rush Limbaugh or Hannity or any of those buffoons and say, you know what, on your show, you're going to present uh, as much anti-Trump news as you are anti-Clinton. Yep, that's exactly right. That's a that's a perfect point. That works both f***ing ways. It absolutely if does. If you're going to suddenly adopt the fair, re-adopt the fairness doctrine, then you better live by it. <laughs> exactly. This is it. I mean, it's like, oh, you want the fairness doctrine. Well, why don't you climb on board? So do we. You know, maybe there's our common ground with the Trump people. Bring back the fairness doctrine. Clearly, they want it. Why can't we have it? It's like when, uh, weirdly enough, four years ago, I was on the uh, Geraldo Rivera radio show, and I was debating fucking Tucker Carlson, and he was going off about Barack Obama 
and how much money Barack Obama has raised from, you know, Wall Street and corporations. And he's brought in all this money. He was outspending uh, Mitt Romney. He was out raising uh, Mitt Romney. And I said, you know what? Listen, Tucker, if you want to get in bo- on board with campaign finance or reversing uh, Citizens United, come on board. This is exactly what we're talking about. This is what we want. <laughs> we don't want all this money. But as long as that's the playing field, that's the way it goes. As long Tucker's, as Tucker's bow tie started twirling and moved to the top <laughs> of his head, and he just helicoptered out of there. <laughs> Goddamn right! Oh, holy sh! All right. And by the way, I know I've been criticized a couple of times recently for going to ad hominem on uh, on Trump people, but I just so I'm I'm going to go there anyway, just to piss off the people who said I'm doing I'm too ad hominem. I think Megyn Kelly's voice is actually deeper than Newt Gingrich's voice. Newt Gingrich, you notice he's got that really... Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's got such a high-pitched voice. I'm having trouble. I'm getting confused as to who's talking when. Like, oh, wait, did uh, Megyn Kelly just reverse herself and it, 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 agreeing with... No, wait, that was Newt Gingrich talking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, wrong. You want to go back to the did. tapes of your show recently? You are fascinated with sex and you don't care about <laughs> public policy. <laughs> Me? Now, that's really? what I get. No, Megyn Kelly, I don't think Megyn Kelly's fascinated with sex. Well, I, uh, I mean... Well, uh, well, first of all, if I were Megyn <laughs> Kelly, I would be very fascinated with sex. Yeah. That's a horrible thing to say. I just pulled a total Donald Trump, except that I would never touch her. <laughs> well, Chez and I are fascinated with sex. I don't that's know about true. Megyn Kelly. I am not fascinated. Fascinated with sex with <laughs> Megyn Kelly. I am not. That are watching you tonight. You know what? Mr. Speaker, I'm not fascinated by sex, but I am fascinated by the protection of women yeah. and understanding okay. what we're getting in the Oval Office. And I think the okay. American voters would like and to know. We're going to send Bill Clinton back to the East Wing because, after all, you are worried about sexual predators. Yeah, listen, it's not about me. It's about the women and men of America. And the poll numbers show us that the women of America in particular are very concerned. about. By the way, yeah, no one's litigated uh, Bill Clinton's sex life. Right, I love that. He's still this this asshole is still beating up on Bill Clinton. Like, Jesus this, Christ. How, how old is Clinton at this point? <laughs> he, I don't know. He's in his 70s. Yeah, come on. Yeah. No, just stop it. Yeah, it's like what? Just what? because he was a dog in his 40s. Exactly. But the thing is, though, yeah, uh, Bill Clinton is exactly 70 he was born august 19th 1946 jesus christ this is just obnoxious the i mean the latter portion of the 1990s was all about bill clinton and bill clinton's it was like non-stop bill clinton's that's i mean and and newt gingrich is acting as if why is everyone ignoring bill clinton's well, yeah. the, I mean, do you don't not you, remember? Don't you, don't you remember that I spent I spent months into years talking about Bill Clinton's dick, trying to get him thrown out of office because of his. Dick? <laughs> That's right, Maggie. What? Don't you what? Please think of Bill Clinton's dick, won't you? Why won't the children think of Bill Clinton's dick? <laughs> you know what the best part about this is? I so badly like. I'm loving the fact that that. Kelly is just baiting him by getting quieter and more direct. Yeah. But there's a part of me that just wants so badly for her to go, do you have any fucking clue who I am? You fucking washed up old hack. That's I right. am Megan fucking Kelly. Yeah. I am going to be making $20 million a year next year. What are you going to be doing? Yeah. Sitting on your ass, talking up, talking up, sit, sitting in, a, in an alley somewhere going, Donald Trump, he was going to be a great president. I, I, I. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the crazy thing here is that Megyn Kelly is being really firm with him, 
despite the fact that she is on Fox News Channel and she has to walk a very thin line, there's very little latitude for but, even but Shepard no, Smith with- or Megyn Kelly to actually criticize Donald Trump while still maintaining the Fox News Channel audience. Without I everyone- think with Megyn Kelly, there's actually quite a bit of latitude. I think she's she's in a in a, in a much larger way. She's in the same position that that Shep is in, which oh. is she's just. She, they, they do accept that she's good enough that they allow her to get away with a hell of a lot more. Well, I'm not talking about corporate or, or the uh, the execs there. I'm talking about in oh, terms the, of the audience. The audience, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> because, I mean, if she goes, if she veers too far off, which she's done throughout the course of this election on several occasions, she's actually uh, brought down the wrath of all of the Pepe the Frogs out there. <laughs> Well, she's, she's gonna gone do after that regardless. Yeah, I mean the Pepe the Frog people—they're—they're they're, they're gonna be there. There's oh nothing anybody can do about it. Well, here's uh, here's more of this. We got to get to we got to get to Megyn Kelly's uh, a closing statement here because it's it's the best part of the whole thing. These allegations, and in large part, believe that they are do, a real issue. And you want to comment? Dismiss you want to comment on whether the Clinton? Do you want to comment on whether the Clinton ticket has a relationship to a sexual predator? You have to now. You really have to envision Newt Gingrich's gigantic pumpkin head with that smirky, smirky look on his face, looking like a big old jack o' lantern with that grin and the stupid Romulan hair. Yep. And it, it just and and you just want to sink your fist into his face as you see him smirking and condescending to someone who is a thousand times smarter than he is. A thousand times more savvy, a thousand times better spoken than Newt Gingrich is. And there he is talking down to her as if she's a goddamn child. Jesus Christ. And they wonder why they're losing with women. We on the Kelly file have covered that story as well, sir. I will no, tell you I just the want to hear you use the words. I want to hear you words. Bill Clinton, sexual predator. I dare you. <sighs> Say Bill Clinton, sexual predator. Mr. Speaker, disbarred by the island of the Arkansas me, bar. Disbarred by the Arkansas me. bar. $850,000. Say it, say it, please, sir. Can I have another? Yep, say it. That's it. Please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Say it, say it. As he's thwacking her across the ass. Right. With, you know, just for God's sake, this son of a bitch. <laughs> Bull- trying to bully her now. Trying to bully her. Say it. Just say the words. They're so obsessed with the words. Radical they Islamic really terrorism, yeah, they or have to, as if as if by merely saying it, it makes something be. It makes it come to come into being. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, you're right. It's just you know this is not about Bill Clinton. Right. This is about his wife. Yep. But yet they still have to say the words. They have to say the words Bill Clinton sexual predator, right. which is fucking meaningless. Anything you drag out about Bill Clinton to me doesn't matter one bit. Nope. When I had it, when I had an issue with Clinton running for uh, president in 2008, I admit that some of what happened with Bill Clinton had a lot to do with with my opinion. But it wasn't about really it wasn't. It, it, it was somewhat about what he did, yeah. about his carelessness. Yeah. But it was absolutely also about the fact that I just didn't want to go through more of the the nightmare of sort of Republican scandal mongering and the nightmare of just all of the shit that goes with the Clintons. But you know what? Over eight years, Hillary has fucking come into her own and she's really proven herself. That's she right. Absolutely. This is not Bill Clinton's presidency. This is her fucking presidency. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. And on top of all of that, Hillary Clinton has adopted about two thirds of Bernie Sanders platform. But the fact is that relitigating Bill Clinton has no bearing on how no, Hillary Clinton is going to be president. It has zero bearing on anything. Yeah. You are not 
rewarding Bill Clinton. You're giving you're giving the presidency to Hillary because she goddamn well deserves it. Jesus, I just realized we are we're like five minutes late for a break. We're going to take a break and come back and wrap up this tape uh, right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, I love this song. My my road ritual when I go out for work uh, for a week, week and a, week and a couple days involves me playing this song on the last day when I'm heading home. Always. Yeah, you know, uh, Phil Collins was on uh, John Fugelsang's show. I think it was yesterday, in fact. And I, I wish uh, Neil, uh, who's John's producer, had called me and said, or sent me an email and said, yeah, you know, Phil Collins could be on. Because I would call in just to say, hey, you know, Phil, Take Me Home is one of the greatest songs ever recorded. <laughs> Sorry, I know that makes me super, super white. But I mean, I you know, it's very, true. Very white. But yeah, you know what? I mean, look, when I was a kid, I I liked everything from f-ing Black Flag to Judas Priest mm-hmm. to Phil Collins to The Cure to, I mean, I liked a ton of different kinds of music. And oh. yeah, I, 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 dear God, I grew up in Miami. If you grew up in Miami, <laughs> Phil Collins was like your patron saint because of Miami Vice. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and of course, the, he was the, you know, the, the songwriting laureate. <laughs> and all you need to do in order to, uh, uh, check out my uh, my musical tastes in the 1980s is to look at my Facebook page because <laughs> I put that picture up of me with a Def Leppard concert shirt on from whatever it was 1987 or something like that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so the fact that I like Phil Collins, hey, screw you! I was into metal too. All right, so uh, let's get to the end of this uh, Megyn Kelly tape because there's another point that I wanted to make here that uh, something terrible that uh, is is afoot and hopefully we'll sidestep it by not uh, electing Donald Trump, but there's still a, a warning out there that, sca- that should scare the hell out of literally everybody, who's at least everybody who's online. Uh, here's more of uh, Megyn Kelly. Dollar penalty? Excuse me, sir. We on the Kelly file have covered the Clinton matter as well. We've hosted Kathleen Willey. We've we've covered the examples of him being accused as well, but he's not on the ticket. And the polls also show that the American public is less interested in the deeds of Hillary Clinton's husband. He'll be in the East Wing. Yeah, he's just going to be lurking there. <laughs> he's going to be lurking there with the Christmas ornaments, you know, and the uh, Easter egg hunt. Be in the East Wing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This 70-year-old man. <sighs> husband, then they are in the deeds of the man who asks us to make him president, Donald Trump. We're going to have to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And you can take your anger issues and spend some time working on them, Mr. Speaker. Thanks for being here. <laughs> and you too. And you too. What, a, what an awesome f*** you. 
Yeah, I know your anger issues. Holy crap, is that great? Jesus Christ, she just destroyed him. Yeah, and I she, hadn't even I hadn't even heard that. I had heard a lot of the interview, but I hadn't heard that. Yeah, and he's so off balance that his only response is, "Oh, same to you. Oh, yeah, right back at you. You yeah. have anger issues too." I know next you time, are, but what am I? Next time you come on my show, you better fucking come correct. You better, you better bring a, don't bring a fucking baseball bat to a gunfight. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the scary thing out of this. Uh, Trump's advisor, in fact, his director of social media and senior advisor, Dan Scavino, tweeted the next day, Megyn Kelly made a total fool out of herself tonight. Oh, it was, it was the same night, actually. Megyn Kelly made a total fool of herself tonight, attacking real Donald Trump. Watch what happens to her after this election is over. Yeah, she's going to be incredibly rich. Yeah, she's going to be incredibly rich. I mean, that's the reality. But if Donald Trump gets elected, that's just it. It's open season on anyone who has a, anyone who's in journalism or anyone who's doing right. opinion journalism, anyone who's on uh, cable news, anyone yeah. who's, God, you, you run a Facebook page, for God's sake, you could be susceptible to Donald Trump's wrath. And as the right. as the chief ex- executive of the United States, he has available to him many, many resources to make your life miserable. He can have you arrested. He can have you detained in Definitely, he can have you audited, which might be actually be worse than being sent to Gitmo. I mean, there are a lo- number of options at his disposal to make your life miserable. And that's the terrible thing. He's already talked about sidestepping the First Amendment to punish journalists. He was praising the other day the British system where you can sue people if, if a news story is wrong. You can sue them for libel. They don't have the protections overseas that we have here. We have not only the uh, uh, free press clause of the First Amendment, but we've also got a little thing called People versus Larry Flint. We've got that whole deal where we are protected for satirizing public figures, where they're not protected in other countries. Even with countries with strong constitutions, they don't have the same kind of protections we have for ridiculing public figures. And so therefore, um, but Donald Trump doesn't care. He thinks those other systems are great. So Donald Trump will use the executive as a means of of seeking revenge against anyone who even slightly makes fun of his tiny fingers or says his hair looks stupid or says his policies are awful or that he should be impeached. He is going to be uh, a third world dictator in every sense of the, the Yes, he's going to be term. a strong man. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's going to be a it's going to be a really really terrible thing and it's for all of these reasons. And again, bringing this back full circle to not getting happy. You got to you got to fucking vote Democrats. Don't take this for granted that Hillary Clinton is going to win. Do not. It's not over. We've got just over a week to go. This is not the time to start to you know Engaging in schadenfreude online against your Trump supporter friends or, or bragging about how big Hillary Clinton is going to win or even downplaying the threat of a Trump victory. Yeah, don't. I'm seeing a lot of that, too. I'm seeing Sam Stein the other day from Huffington Post, who I think is otherwise a fantastic reporter, talk on Twitter going, yeah, all the whiners and, and sky is falling chicken little saying that Trump is going to is surging. And you know what? These things have happened. I I can't repeat this enough. Michigan. Just look at Michigan. All you got to do is look at Michigan for the primaries. Weird things happen with presidential elections. I'm not saying that it's absolutely going to happen this year, but 
everything has been unpredictable about this election. Everything. Why would election day be any different? Okay, we got lots to talk about still on the postmortem show coming up. We're going to talk about uh, Trump's uh, post office hotel opening in Washington D.C. and how Trump cannot, for some reason, count his own words. He has the best words, but he can't count them when he says. Yeah, I know which one. You, I know what story you're talking about. Here. <laughs> he says, "We're going to talk about this." He said, "He can't, uh, he can't count the five. Yeah, he said uh, five words. Is bragging about these five words." Ahead of schedule and under budget. That is six words. But okay, Barack Obama said 57 states, so meh. <laughs> That's what I'm going to hear. All right, we're also going to talk about uh, Joe Walsh. Not the awesome musician Joe Walsh. The horrible former congressman Joe Walsh. Not making any sense, but declaring revolution if Trump loses. Talk about that a little bit. That's coming up on the Postmortem Show. Sign up at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Sign up at $5 a month level and you get the Postmortem Show. We're going to keep talking, so stick with us. Have a great day, folks. See you on Friday. Bye-bye.